welcome to Clarity of Purpose. I will begin by reading a small line for you, and it goes like this. The cat, where are you going? Alice, which way should I go? Cat, that depends on where you are going. Alice, I don't know. Cat, then it doesn't matter which way you go. Alice in the Wonderland. We all heard the story of Alice in Wonderland. And we all love it because it's about clarity of purpose and the key that determines where you want to go in life. My question for you today is, how many of you here are certainly sure of where you are going in life? And how many of you have no idea where you are really going? Thank you. Once again, I welcome you to Clarity of Purpose a podcast by Rich Woman Magazine with me, Ruth Ajaho Samuelson, lifestyle editor and a founder of Iceland First and editor for Rich Woman Magazine, editor for Iceland. My guest today is the founder of the Five Institute, creator of the Vitality Test and co-creator of No More Boxing Movement, and an entrepreneur, international speaker, healer, author, strategist, and a teacher. Over the last 40 years, he has conducted over 50,000 one-on-one consultations and worked with large corporations, NHS, hospital, educational institutes, and international government to address issues around relationships, cultures, communication, diversity, empowerment, and kindness. His two latest books are The Art of Kind and Flowing Relationships and the story of boxes, the good, the bad, and the ugly co-authored with Runa Magnus Dorte. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Nick Hines, which we popularly call Welcome, Nick. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Ruth. That's a wonderful introduction. And they often, people say, oh, do you want to, do you want to be, should I, do you want to call me Nicholas or Nick? And I say, <laughs> well, Nick is my nickname. Yes. My name is Nicholas, but Nick's my nickname, so either is fine. Thank it's lovely you to be so... here, Ruth. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you being here today. So, Nick, as I usually call, I've been with Nick, and I was blessed to also interview his partner to Nick. So, Nick, I would like you to... Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. My background uh, was originally a Chinese medicine, uh, acupuncture, herbs, etc. And I practiced that for over 40 years. And 
I, I, as a child, I had some quite some difficult experiences, and it left me very anxious and also very watchful of the world. I was watching everything all the time, trying to make sense of it. And when I stumbled across Chinese philosophy, energy, etc., my anxiety disappeared. And my worry about the world disappeared, and that was because I had a framework to understand complexity, understand other people, etc. And my anxiety and my distress was because I couldn't make sense of the world. So it was a bit like I suddenly saw the Matrix, and I've used this view of the world, this way to understand all my adult life, and deal with some quite complex things. But if you break it down into an energy patterns, then you can really make sense of the most complex and difficult situations. And that's what I do. That's what I do. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. So on the topic um, clarity of purpose, I would like to ask: Do you remember a time? in your life when you couldn't find your purpose? No, I can't remember a time. I remember various times when I didn't have an understanding, I didn't have an expression. So there's a difference, difference. I, I've always known, I've always known who I am and what, and what I do and what I'm about, but I haven't always had an expression of it. So one of the things I, my understanding around purpose is that you can have a core purpose. So my core purpose in life is that I want everybody in the world to have someone that's there for them. And that was an expression through childhood trauma and stuff that I had people that were there for me at very difficult times. So my purpose in life has always been that I want everybody in the world to have someone that's there for them. I was confused at times and thought that always had to be me. That's a, a different story. But when I was in the playground as a kind of six or seven-year-old, if there was a, a child or a friend that was alone, then I would go and sit. And so in the playground, I expressed that purpose in different ways. Then as I got older, I, I was helping out friends who were alone or people that had lost, lost people around them. And in my acupuncture practice... I helped, I was very much, certain people came to me who had nobody else. And then, so I've always had a sense of what I'm about, but I haven't always had a, an expression of that purpose. So my sense is that we have a core purpose, we all have that, and we find different expressions of that. So can I give an, I'll just play out an example of that difference between core purpose and expression. Yes, please. Because I think it's a really important one for us to understand. So someone, say, has a core purpose around helping people through difficult times. So and we'll use the example of a woman. So they have a core purpose of helping people through difficult times. So they might in the playground help their friends through difficult times. Then they might struggle to, to find a relationship and so they say, well, my purpose in life is I want everyone to find someone to fall in love with or to have a wonderful relationship. And they do that for a while. And, 
and then they might struggle to get pregnant. And they say, oh, no, my purpose in life is to help women, couples, conceive children. And they do that. And then they're lucky enough to conceive, have children. And then they say, no, my purpose in life is to help people with bring up toddlers, bring up young kids. Or my purpose in life is to help people balance work and, and families and to do that. And then as their kids get older and they become teenagers, they say, oh, no, actually, that's not. My purpose in life is to help parents with deal with difficult teenagers and stuff. And, and then they go, oh, no, no, it's not that. As the kids leave home, they then start to say things like, oh, no, my purpose in life is to help people adjust to children leaving home. Or And then when they start to retire or hit menopause or do their purpose in life. So what happens is people talk about their purpose as being their purpose, but actually it's just an expression of their purpose. So I think for us, I think it's important to get a real sense what is the essence of who I am and not get confused with the expression of that and think the expression is in fact our purpose, because it's not. It's just an expression of something deeper, the essence of who you are and what you stand for, etc. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So the essence of who you are yeah. is different from the expression. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It can be... So people get confused as to say, this is my purpose, but it's often just an expression of, a, of the essence of who you are. And, and also what you have... The Chinese believe that when we came to Earth, we made a promise. We made a promise to do something or, or, or be something, to experience. And when, as you know, Ruth, I have something called the vitality test, which is a, a way that you can measure the balance of your five, these five energies that we have within us. And when you come to Earth, you make a promise to do something or be something, to experience something. And your vitality test profile, this balance of five energies, gives you everything you need in order to fulfill that promise, that purpose. And it gives you some challenge. So it is getting a sense of the essence of who you are. And from that then comes a, a kind of more core purpose. And it doesn't have to be, it can be general, like I, I help people understand things, or as me, I help with people that are alone or loneliness. And other people might so Princess Diana, she had a, a similar one to me. She wanted to make sure that nobody was alone. So she sat with people with HIV. She worked with different groups. She had that real sense of wanting people to feel like they belong because she'd had experiences of not belonging and interestingly chose to be married into the royal family, which has a whole series of stuff around people not belonging. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. A lot. It's make yeah. So, how do you or what will you say to people who cannot find the difference or who doesn't have the understanding of the expression of yourself and then essence of who you are? How okay. yeah. That that is a really a, a fantastic question, Ruth. Okay. I, I think people actually often do know it. However, there are myths around purpose. So each, all of us have a, has a balance of these five energies. We have one or two that are more dominant. 
if you have very dominant water energy, the big question you're asking, what you're really concerned about is with purpose and am I safe, is it safe? So you'll often find people with a lot of water energy will be teaching around purpose. Someone like Tony Robbins, he's lots of water energy, very big jaw, strong, has that typical kind of water energy stuff. And what they'll say as they teach around purpose, they'll actually give this their view of purpose, which might not be the same as others. So they'll say, when you find your purpose, you'll have just, you'll have so much direction and motivation uh, and you'll be fearless. When you find your purpose, fear will just disappear, which is true to them. But when I really deep dig into my purpose or the expression of my purpose, it terrifies me. The enormity about what I'm trying to do, it actually is terrifying. So I could, if I don't understand that myth, I could think, oh, I haven't found my purpose because I'm actually terrified. I don't feel fearless. The other myth is that you have lots and lots of energy when you find your purpose and this drive, this determination and, and the path becomes clear. Well, it does for one energy, but for me, when I find my, when I have an expression of my purpose, it can feel quite muddled. So again, people can think, I haven't found my purpose because I'm still scared and I don't have direction and I don't have lots of energy. Or it might be that people say, when you find your purpose, it'll be like Shazam, bang, I've got it. Yes, yes, I've got it. And actually some people's purpose, that expression of their purpose kind of comes at very slow light turning on it's not a sudden but when you find that expression of that purpose it can change it it doesn't necessarily create rainbows and unicorns and this wonderful feeling of fearlessness and it doesn't necessarily fill you with joy and happiness people say okay when you find your purpose you'll feel joyful and happy uh, that isn't necessarily true it is true for some energies but not for not for everybody so i think what can happen is people can actually know their core purpose or the expression of their purpose but because they haven't had these fantastic feelings and this fearlessness they think that can't be my purpose because I still feel scared or that can't be my purpose because I don't have any energy or it can't be my purpose because I haven't felt rainbows and and, and I doesn't feel like my purpose because it doesn't feel I don't feel passionate about it but that doesn't mean it's not, it just means you don't have the energy that will invoke that. So how do we find our purpose? I think one of the, I think the vitality test, which is completely free, is a great way to get a sense about who you are and what you're here to do. Um, and it could be, you look at a particular energy like earth energy, it's all about understanding so maybe you're about helping people understand what's going on or supporting people or I have or it, it might so the vitality test I think is a good way to do it because it gives you a clue about the essence of who you are but sometimes if you just look back and and you say okay what's the thread that has been running through my life what do I constantly try and do all the time in situations what's the thread and if you trace back through your life you can suddenly start to see that thread ah okay what i'm always doing is trying to help people understand or what i'm always trying to do 
is bring joy. Or what I'm always trying to do is deal with, help people deal with complexity. Or what I'm always trying to do is deal with loneliness. Or what I'm always trying to do is create a revolution or create change and make that change fun. So I always say just look for the thread and you start to see it once you start looking for it. But if you start to think what you're going to have is this Shazam fearless moment of wonder and that will be your purpose, you'll, you'll never find it using those that, that those criteria. Yeah. Thank you. That was a very, I um, apologise, Ruth. You are asking such good, tight questions and I go off on a bit of a ramble. So your questions are better than my answers. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and keep them tighter. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. For sharing that, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yes, the my next question would be that the first step to achieve what you want is to determine what it is that you want. How difficult has it been for you to understand what you want as um, in what you do? Is there any moment that you find it difficult to really understand what you want to the next level of your life? Oh, another, that's a really good question. Um, I think what tends to, and I can, and I think what's really important here is we're all individuals. So we all have individual experiences in different ways that we will, different ways that we will uh, experience and do these things. So I can only really speak to, for myself. What usually happens is with me is when I'm ready to move on to a, a new expression of my purpose, the universe gives me a gentle nudge, a little kind of push, which, to be honest, I usually ignore because I usually like what I'm doing. And then the universe just gives me another little bit of a push, which, again, I usually ignore. And then what it does is it comes and slaps me and says, no, you really need to do this. So I was practicing as an acupuncturist. I had a two-year waiting list to see. I was doing some acupuncture, but I was mainly doing behavior stuff, looking at the Five Institute. We talk about internal and external cultures. How do you live with yourself and how do we live together? And in my practice, I was really looking at how do we live with ourselves and how do we live together? It was just under the label of acupuncture. I wasn't doing that much. And I had a few pushes to take this into the to mainstream, to make it to make this ideas and these philosophies and this way of thinking to make it mainstream. And I thought to myself, yeah, but I really like what I do. I really like who I work with. And it was a bit like being a really good guitarist and you're playing in your bedroom. And you can, and it's great, it's small and you've got a few people that clap, but that's, I didn't really want to make anything big. And so I kept on ignoring it. And then eventually I fell off a roof and I broke my back and my, lost my spleen, broke all my ribs. I couldn't work. I, it was an absolute nightmare for me and my family. The pain was horrific, but it was a push, not a nudge. The nudges had been earlier. It was a push to to do the next expression, which is what the Five Institute is about. So I find, I think I personally, I tend to be told what my next thing is, which I tend to ignore. And then I'm shouted at, which I tend to ignore. And then I'm slapped, 
which I eventually hear. And, and that's about some of my insecurity of not wanting to move on. And also I love what I tend to do. So I couldn't imagine not doing the Five Institute now, but I think at some point I will be pushed to do the next thing. So minds are usually, at best, it's a, a kind of a whispering from the universe to perhaps do something different or still the same thing, but just express it in a different way. So that's my experience of how these things come up. There's a whispering and eventually a slap. A loving slap. <laughs> <laughs> a loving slap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can relate. And so would you say that the universe gives each and every one of us such a push or slap once a while in our life? I, I, I think it depends. Uh, I'm particularly stupid and particularly slow to learn. So I often end up with a slap. I know lot, I have lots of good friends who listen to the subtle whispers and they're following the subtle whispers. I, I, I think I'm just not that spiritually developed. I have to be slapped a few times. <laughs> and that slapping can come in the form of being... One of the things we talk about at the Five Institute is internal contradictions. When two things are trying to exist at the same time, I'm being asked to do something bigger. At the same time, I'm wanting to be safe and secure and with my family. And these two things are trying to exist together. So there's an internal contradiction within me of wanting to be small and with my family. And at the same time, I push to, to do something bigger outside. And those are contradictory. So I have to find a way to allow both things to exist at once. And that's often when I get a little bit stuck. And many of us get stuck when we have this internal contradiction. It's often when we find we're, we're not moving forward or we're procrastinating or we're unsure or we start to lose energy or start to become tired. It's often when we have an internal contradiction between two things that are trying to exist at the same time. Wow. That's an awesome answer. Thank you so much. Yeah, I know you touch a little bit on that, but I would like to ask that there is this great conversation around women exploring their purpose to find their inner power mm -hmm. and direction in life. What is your insight on that? That's a really good, that's a really interesting and good question this episode is sponsored by mtn press mtn press is the publishing house behind niche publications like rich human sovereign and the quantum of light magazines all british brands with a global reach they deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers the ceos presidents cfos consultants investors influencers, bankers pr agencies heads of global global operation to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine, or thinking to start one, their expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or follow the link in the episode description.